0: Welcome to the blissing out podcast. My name is Katie Benford and I'm the founder of the spiritual development brand blissing out. I'm a women's embodiment coach as well as a master manifestation coach, and it is my soul's mission to help as many women as I can become the most blissed out version of themselves. My intent with this podcast is to help you step into your internal abundance, manifest your craziest desires and inspire you to take the very first steps into your dream life. Consider this podcast to be your weekly dose of spirituality, motivation, manifestation tips and tricks, mindset hacks, and so much more. I am so excited to be going on this journey with you to help you realize the infinite power that is already within you. Thank you so much for pressing play today and let's create some bliss together. Hello, my beautiful babes. It is Katie here, and I am so excited to be recording yet another episode for you. I'm just so grateful to be here um, just recording these episodes for you guys because first off, I just want to tell you that I'm just so thankful for every single one of you, and I'm seeing so many more people tuning in um, to my podcast, and I'm just so excited about it. So we're actually officially around um, 400 downloads, and I'm just so grateful So I actually just wanted to take a second to tell you, thank you so much for tuning in. It means the absolute world to me. So today I'm going to be talking about how to set achievable outcomes so you can actually start stepping into your dream reality and begin achieving your craziest goals and your desires because a lot of times whenever we are setting out on a new adventure or we're setting out on a new um, goal that we really want to achieve it can feel like it's so far out of reach. So I wanted to give you some tips today about setting achievable outcomes and the different tips that you can actually use um, to leverage the success of achieving those outcomes and actually stepping into the energy of already having achieved that outcome so it comes naturally to you and you don't have to work as hard to receive it. I've actually been learning a lot about um, achieving outcomes and setting outcomes in my Yes Supply Certification. So. I'm very inspired right now by all of it, and I felt compelled to record this episode for you. I know that um, last week I had actually mentioned that I was going to be doing um, a podcast on uh, not internalizing every single thing that pops into your mind or internalizing negative experiences. And that episode still is coming, so be on the lookout for that. But I just, this episode that I'm recording right now actually just resonated with me and felt so aligned because, you know, um, On today, the day that I'm recording, which is January 19th, um, and I know that I'm recording this, and you're probably going to be listening to it on a different day, but regardless, I wanted to record it today because this is actually National Quitters Day, and I'm going to say thank you to Dr. Nicolia Williams for that little fun fact because I honestly didn't know. Um, But that is the reason why I wanted to record this process for you um, of setting outcomes because around this time of year is actually when people also begin to fall off their New Year's resolutions and really just go back to their old ways and this is actually because many of times you know the new actions or behaviors are actually not in alignment with the belief systems that this person or these people might have in place um, or the current identity that those people will hold and that's the reason why they have such a hard time implementing these new behaviors because it's not in alignment with who or how they identify. So um Setting outcomes seems to be you know, a very difficult thing for most people because a lot of people actually don't even know what they are seeking in life and they don't know what they truly want or they do know what they want and they're too afraid to admit it because it seems too far out of reach and they're not able to actually see how it would come into their life. So again, everybody seems to know what they don't want, but many people don't truly know what they actually do want. So again, I'm just so excited to talk about this because I'm going to give you so many tips and tricks on how to you know really step into uh, the right perspective when you're building your outcomes, and really step into the to the right energy when you are working towards your goals. So let's just dive in. So the first thing that I want to discuss is actually um, the comfort zone, and this is something again that I've learned from um, my Yes Supply training with Reese Evans. And the comfort zone is actually something. Um, that we need to understand if we are going to set out to achieve the amazing goals that we have for ourselves. Um, and I really believe that we cannot actually achieve those goals if we're not willing to take a step or a few steps outside of our comfort zone. So, what we have learned in the SFI coaching method is that um, the reasons why we actually have our comfort zones in the first place is because of you know, back in the day, and I mean like way back in the day, like I'm talking tribal days, I'm talking, you know, when people had little villages that they were a part of and didn't really know anything, anybody else or anywhere else to go in the world. Um, And when we were in those tribal days, we actually, you know, whenever anybody went out on their own and started doing things that were against societal norms, or went against the grain um, in any specific way, sometimes they would have been deemed a witch, they would have been ostracized from the village or the tribe, and again, this this could have meant that these individuals would either die or not be able to survive. And the reason why this is so important is because it just shows um, the, the specific reasons why we actually have our comfort zones in the first place, and the reason why is because our comfort zones are there to help us survive. Um, but it's also important to understand that these things actually no longer exist um, within society. Like, no one's going to ostracize you to the point where you're not going to be able to survive on your own because, again, we live in a modern society and it's not, uh, things are more accessible to us nowadays. So, we're not going to be ostracized in a dangerous way. But, again, that conditioning and that um, just programming still exists within us to not go against the grain because if you go against the grain, you're going to be ostracized. You're going to be, um, you know, ostracized from the group to where you're not going to be able to survive. Um, and again, when I say that you're going against the grain and, you know, you're not going to be ostracized, I mean that you're not going to die by going after what you truly want because that um, is just no longer accurate in our modern world. And the funny thing about comfort zones, too is that every single thing that exists in your life currently, and every single thing that exists in your life right this minute, everything around you, so the home that you're in, the car that you're driving, the career that you're in, the um, money situation that you're in, every single thing right now is actually within your comfort zone. And Anytime that you have a desire that's not yet in your life, you're actually going to have to need you're going to step out of your comfort zone in order to receive it and the reason why is because we have to expand our container for which we hold our desires and if our desire is not yet in our life we actually have to expand that container which means we have to step outside of our familiarity and our comfort zones in order to expand our level of consciousness to be able to call in that desire and sustain it permanently. One more thing that I want to preface this episode with is the difference between wanting to achieve something and really wanting to achieve something um, or, you know, being willing to achieve something. And this is another thing that I've learned within my Yes Supply training is that a lot of people want things, but they're not willing to go after it in the way that they need to in order to actually receive it. And again, many people are going to go through life and they want so badly to live their dream life. I see it every single day. People say, well, I want to you know, start my own business or I want to be an actress or I want to be a musician. I want to do this. I want to do that. But very few people are actually willing to take the necessary steps to get there. And again, it is very scary. I'm not going to say that going after what you want is easy or you know, isn't something that's super uncomfortable. However, that is what you have to be willing to do is take the necessary steps, which means you have to step outside of your comfort zone. And this is a very important aspect of setting achievable outcomes as well, because you have to be willing to go after what you want and not just want to have what you want. You actually have to be willing to go after it. Um, There has to be a drive behind your goal and actually achieving it. So, onto the most efficient way to set outcomes, so you can actually begin living the life that you're dreaming of and start achieving some really kick-ass goals into your life. So, the very first step within achieving outcomes, um, or I'm sorry, setting achievable outcomes, is to figure out exactly what you want, where you want to go, and when you want it. And I don't want there to be any confusion when I say when you want it, because again, within manifestation. Typically, it's just, you know, we have to worry about the what and the why. The universe takes care of the how and the when. But when I say when, sometimes it's really important to set a date for your outcome. And this is because, you know, you want to have something that's going to light a fire under your ass and you're, you want something that's going to give you motivation to make it a priority to make the shifts that you need to make and to actually take action. And again, this date doesn't have to be set in stone, but actually having a game plan of when you're going to take certain steps and and how you're going to take certain steps is very important to setting achievable outcomes. And the reason why this is the very first step in setting achievable outcomes um, and you know to figure out what you want is because you can't go after something if you don't know what it is. And in order to find what you want sometimes you actually have to first think of what you do not want and this is when the law of polarity is so helpful and why it exists in the first place is because In order to experience what we want, we would have to first understand what we don't want. We would never be able to figure out what what it is that we want if we didn't know its opposite. Um, And some people get confused when I give them this tip because they're like, well, I can't focus on what I don't want because that means I'm just going to manifest more of what I don't want. But when you're actually just using that as a guide to guide you into what you do want, it actually just reinforces the idea that you're working towards what you want instead of what you don't want. So don't think that by you sitting down for five minutes and thinking, okay, what do I not want in my life is, you know, that doesn't mean that something's going to manifest immediately into your life. You have to have so much emotion behind something and focus on it enough times for it to actually manifest into your life. So, and like I said earlier, everyone seems to know exactly what they don't want. So that's what they focus on. But When you continuously focus on what you don't want, and I say continuously because this has to be an ongoing process. It's not like you're just going to think of something one time and it's going to manifest into your life. Like I said, you have to have enough focus on it and enough emotion attached to it. That's when you're going to end up manifesting more of those types of outcomes into your life because you're continuously focusing on what you do not want. Um, So when you are setting your achievable outcomes, uh, you want to focus on what you do want instead. So... Here are some more tips, too, on figuring out what it is that you want out of your life and what outcomes you actually want to work towards. So I want you to think of someone that you envy. And this can be, you know, maybe not a bad type of envy, but someone that you look at their life and you're like, wow, I really wish I had that kind of life. You know, that life looks so amazing and, you know, it's, whatever it is, they, they have what you want. this is a very great way to use the people around you as a roadmap um, and figure out why do you envy them? What do they have that you don't currently have? And why are you so infatuated with their life? Like, What is missing from your life that makes you drawn to that person or makes you look up to that person? And sometimes using the people around us and the people that we look up to as a roadmap is one of the quickest ways to figure out what it is that you want. And um, again... A second tip is taking a good long look at the things in your life right now that and, and what isn't currently working and then take the opposite of that. So if you have your love life that you're unhappy in right now and, you know, your love life is not what you want it to be, maybe you are just alone and you can't connect with anyone and, you know, you've been going on dates but none of them have been a success, take the opposite of that. So what do you want to create? So you want to... with someone, you want to share your life with someone, you want to feel a connection with someone, you want to have successful dates. This is a great way to again use the law of polarity to your advantage. Here is also a journal prompt that you can use as well. Um, If money was no issue, what would you be doing on a daily basis? What would you be doing in your life if money was no issue? And another question that I've actually again learned from Yes Supply is if you knew the answer was going to be yes, what would you ask for? And these two thought-provoking journal prompts are just great ways to get you into the creative flow of creating exactly what it is that you want and getting your mindset into focusing on what you want instead of what you don't want. So one more tip um, for figuring out what you want. If you think of something that scares you, this is a really, really brilliant way to use fear as a roadmap as well. Um, and sometimes when, you know, the things that we want, like I said, the things that we desire are all outside of our comfort zone. So naturally we're going to have a little bit of fear attached to actually going after those desires because we're outside of familiarity. You're outside of your normalcy. You, you know, it's, it's unexpected and it's uncertain and it's something that You know, you haven't experienced yet, so it can be a little scary, but when you actually use that fear as a roadmap to really figuring out what it is that you want, that is when you win and that is how you actually use fear to your advantage. Instead of letting it keep you in your comfort zone, you actually use that as leverage to get out of your comfort zone. So next, when you're setting your outcomes, it's actually really important to understand how achieving this goal is going to make you feel once you achieve it. Like, how are you going to feel when this goal becomes your reality and you've actually accomplished this goal? The reason why this is so important is because it helps you step into the energy of already having achieved that goal and it already existing for you instead of it being in the the distant future. You know, and remember, whatever you're observing is what you're going to experience on a physical level and what is going to manifest into your life at some point. Um, like I've mentioned before in quantum physics, it's actually called the observer effect. Um, an electron can only appear if it is observed. And every single thing in our universe is made out of these subatomic atomic particles, which are also electrons. Everything's made out of them. So whatever you're currently observing is what is going to appear 100% of the time. So you actually have to start observing your dream reality and observing yourself having already achieved these goals in order for it to manifest. And one way to do this is figuring out how you feel. So maybe you're going to feel abundant or happy or joyful um, once you achieve this goal. And again, these are all wonderful things to feel. And when you're writing down your outcomes too, um, I want you to make sure to put these in uh, or put these feelings in an I am statement instead of saying, I will feel this way. I want you to say, I am happy. I am abundant. I am joyful. Anything that we put behind the words I am will come to fruition when it's focused on enough. And again, we want to be observing the reality that we want right now instead of when it actually physical or physically shows up. So we want to begin observing the reality where we have achieved our craziest desires and we have received, you know, the things in our life that we've wanted for so long. And we were able to take that step outside our comfort zone, but you have to start observing it right now. And science, AKA, the physical part of the reality is going to catch up eventually. So next, it's important to figure out um, the baby steps that you're going to take to feel these feelings um, and that are going to take you to these feelings and what baby steps are going to take you on the road to achieving this outcome. So something that I've also learned from um, Catherine Kina, aka Manifestation Babe, I listened to her podcast a couple weeks ago, and she said, you know, when we're thinking about quantum leaps and we're thinking about, you know, quantum leaping into our dream reality, the way that you actually do that is by taking baby steps. You don't just begin working on a goal and then the next thing you know, oh my gosh, it's here just because of one action that you took. It's actually a culmination of all of these baby steps that you have been implementing into your life. And that's actually how we can turn into... Um, massive action. We take those baby steps and they turn into the massive action that's needed to quantum leap into your dream reality. And another way that I like to describe this is little rocks equals big rocks. Um, You know, the smaller efforts are actually going to ultimately make up the big action that you're taking. And big action is just a very small series or a series of smaller actions that were taken um, to implement the positive habits and implement the positive beliefs into your life that are going to take you to that dream outcome or that dream reality. So just for an example, to put this all into perspective for you, babes, so maybe you're setting an outcome of wanting to be in a loving relationship this year, which the reason why I'm even saying this is because this is one of my outcomes that I want to achieve this year. And the reason why I'm even being vulnerable about this is because I feel like when I Talk about something that I'm currently going through it actually helps me resonate with it as well but I also believe that um me knowing exactly what you're going through in terms of setting an outcome of wanting to be in a relationship this year it helps you also be able to resonate with what I'm saying because you know I'm in the exact same spot as you currently so first off when you're setting this outcome of wanting to be in a loving relationship you need to figure out how you want to feel and maybe you want to feel loved and wanted, or maybe you want to feel valued. Maybe you want to feel important. So you need to basically find baby steps that will help you cultivate those feelings every single day and bring you closer to that desired reality right now. So we can also only attract who we are being too. So if you want a partner who's going to value you and make you feel wanted and important, but you don't actually value yourself and you don't make yourself feel wanted or important, it'd be really hard for you to manifest that type of person into your life. You're only going to be able to manifest who you match up to. Um, so in order to manifest this type of partner, you need to do things within your life to make you, yourself feel valued and important. We can't actually expect to manifest something into our lives when we're not a vibrational match to it. It's impossible to do so. So when you're manifesting your perfect partner, you need to step into the type of person that you are wanting to attract as well. So let's say that you want to feel loved, just as another example. How can you show yourself love today? Well, it's a baby step. You know, maybe it's giving yourself time to just sit and relax and read your favorite book or watch your favorite show. Maybe it's, you know, eating a really nutritious meal and getting a massage. The key here is to make sure that you're taking action because Sometimes, when we set outcomes, we will do all of the mental work in reframing our limiting beliefs, and we'll do all of the spiritual work in, you know, gaining our connection to our guides and figuring out what step is best for us. And we might do all of the emotional work, like letting go of old relationship baggage. But if we don't actually take action and take physical action, there's no way that that outcome can physically manifest into your life. Because again, You cannot receive an outcome if you are not taking physical action. So by figuring out what type of action you need to take, this actually requires you also to listen to um, your results as well or listen to the feedback that you are receiving from the type of action that you're taking. And this will basically force you to be very honest with yourself. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is, is an easy step because it's not. This is going to take a lot of honesty and a lot of you sitting back and saying, okay, let me look at the type of results that I'm getting from the action that I'm taking and what is not working. Again, this takes a very, very high level of honesty and vulnerability for you to sit down with yourself and look at the action steps that are not working out the way you're expecting them to. Instead of actually getting upset, you need to listen to the feedback that the universe is giving you. And a lot of the times we miss this valuable, valuable information that the universe is sending us. Um, It's really, really valuable information when we quote-unquote fail. We actually end up gaining so much feedback, but unfortunately, you know, most people are just going to assume that it's not meant for them or they're not meant for love. They're not deserving of love. Um, But what I want to challenge you with right now and what I want you to kind of ponder for a second is what if by you quote-unquote failing... You know, I say quote-unquote because I do not believe in failures, only feedback. That's what we learn in NLP. And there are no failures. Again, there's only feedback. So entertain this thought for a second. What if by you quote-unquote failing, the universe was actually guiding you to a better way of doing something? And I want to repeat it because I feel like this question is so powerful And it's such a mindset shift, but if you utilize this question, instead of getting upset that you failed, quote unquote failed again, what if you realized or you questioned the fact that the universe might be guiding you to a better way of doing something? And I'm going to give you an example of this to help you again, put it into perspective. So let's say that you're manifesting your perfect partner. I'm going to stick with this, um, example for continuity. So it just, Is easier for you to understand and grasp and resonate with. So again, you're manifesting your perfect partner. So you begin dating and again, nothing's working. You're feeling really discouraged and you give up. But what if instead you looked at all of the quote unquote failed dates as feedback to get super clear on what you do want in your partner and get super clear on how you need to show up in your love life? What if you took that as feedback as, okay, can I use this person that I had this failed date with or these many people that I've had these failed dates with as guidance to what I need to work on in order to attract my dream partner? Can I use these people as a mirror to figure out what I am giving off and what my vibration is currently or currently consists of and what I need to shift and what I need to change? How would that impact your life if you actually looked at those dates and you looked at those, those opportunities You know, that you've had to go out into the dating field? What if you use that as a mirror instead and you said, okay, I didn't like how this person did this or this person did that? Remember, we are mirroring constantly. Our, our physical reality is mirroring exactly what's going on within us. So let's say you keep attracting emotionally unavailable people. Is there a place in your life where you are currently showing up as emotionally unavailable? I know for me, I have a habit of attracting emotionally unavailable men. And I have had to do some real soul searching and look within and truly ask myself if I have been showing up as emotionally available. And every single time I've really sat down and been honest with myself, I have come to the conclusion that I am not showing up as emotionally available. I'm showing up as very closed off emotionally. And I'm showing off in a way that is not, you know, the, the vulnerable or the feminine or the emotionally ready for a long distance relationship. So of course, I'm going to continue to attract that type of person. You're never going to attract anything that you are not. You are never going to attract anything that you are not. You are always going to attract who you are. And this is the way that we can actually take back our power within dating is we can actually say, okay, this isn't necessarily a failed date. I think it's just an opportunity for me to really get clear on what I need to shift in my life and in my love life in order to attract my dream partner. So how would that impact your life? How would switching to that type of perspective really help you and aid you in the dating process? The next thing is to figure out who you need to become in order to achieve this outcome. I want you to take a long, hard look at your current habits and your beliefs and see what shifts you need to make. And again, I'm going to tell you that it takes a lot of honesty. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of just looking at the shit that you don't want to look at and looking at the shit that you've been suppressing and looking at the habits that you're not necessarily fond of, but you don't really know what to do with and um, our daily habits, and just to you know, give you a hint here, is that our daily habits are going to dictate what our results are. So when you actually take a hard look at your current habits and beliefs, you can actually see exactly how they correlate to the types of results that you are getting. And you can't do this half-assed. You really have to sit down and be like, okay, what am I doing? Let me look at my results and let me use those as a roadmap to my habits that are not working any longer. And let me use that as an opportunity to shift. So, again, our habits are going to dictate what our results are. But in order to change your habits, you actually need to first take a look at the identity that's influencing those habits. And what that means is you have to look at your current state. And this means looking at what you believe to be true about the world around you. And an example. If you want to find your perfect partner, but you hold the belief that there are no good men or women left out there and you're going to be alone forever and that all the good ones are taken and, and you know, all the men out there are trash, whatever it may be, you're likely going to have a hard time finding your perfect partner because you hold these beliefs. You hold the belief that there are no good men out there. And I'm telling you this from personal experience because I have long held the belief for three years that there are no good men out there but I have done so much work surrounding this and done a lot of introspection on why I believe this to be true number 1 and how this is not true you have to find you have to find evidence and that takes me to my next point it's important to look at what shifts actually need to take place in your beliefs and your daily habits and we can do this by breaking down our thoughts So if you have a thought pop up that you're going to be alone forever and that the dating pool is so bad and you never connect with anybody and, again, like there's no good men out there, you need to ask yourself, how do you know that you're going to be alone forever and how do you know that the dating pool is so bad? How do you know that there are no men left out there? How do you know that, you know, all the men out there are trash? And what these questions actually do just to give you um insight as to why we ask these questions what these questions do is that they actually uncover the evidence that your mind um they uncover the evidence that your mind is holding on to currently that is giving this belief weight because our mind needs proof to hold on to a belief it's not going to hold on to a belief unless we have found the evidence that it's proven to be true so after you figure out you know, what this answer is. And maybe the answer would be, well, I've been on dates and I've never felt a connection with anybody. And these dates always lack something that I'm looking for. What we do after that is you need to ask yourself what would happen if you did actually connect with someone um, and they had everything that you wanted. How would that feel? What would you do? How would you act if you actually had a really great date and you actually did connect with someone on an emotional, physical, and spiritual level and mental level? And from there, this actually helps you see a different outcome that you know than never connecting with someone. This actually helps your mind begin to see that there is a different option out there. And finally, once you have this picture in your mind of how it would feel to connect with someone, you need to find proof of this belief being possible. So think of the people that you know that are in a loving relationship, or think of the past times that you've been in a loving relationship and, and connected. Um, you can also think of you know, times in your life that you've had a love around you and it might not be a romantic love, but maybe your parents showed you love that, you know, really helped you feel connected to them or maybe you had a friend that was there to support you when you're feeling down and that, you know, they really displayed a very, very significant amount of love in your life. Love is all around us at all times, but sometimes we get so fixated on not having the certain type of love That we want, we're just going to continue to create a lack of that type of love in our life. We actually have to shift our focus on, you know, all of the other love that's around us currently because that's going to raise your frequency to that of love and then I'm sure you can guess you're going to attract more love into your life. So it's just that you need to basically put your beliefs of it being possible before you actually go out there and try to make it possible. Because What's going to happen when you put the cart before the her- the horse, or I'm sorry, the horse before the cart? Nope, the, cor- <laughs> the cart before the horse. I was trying to get that right, but I messed it up a couple times. That's okay. So what is going to happen when you put the cart before the horse is that you are going to go out there and you're only going to pick up on the information that is in alignment with the beliefs that you currently hold, i.e., those beliefs of men being trash, men, no one being out there um, or no men being out there that are good enough, you know, not never connecting with someone. You're only going to be able to pick up on the things that this person might say to you, the actions that they take, um, you know, everything else that they're displaying. Even if they are displaying good qualities, you're not even going to be able to pick up on those because your beliefs are not in alignment with being able to pick up on those. So it's important to begin to shift your beliefs and your, your ideas about the dating world first before you end up trying to go out there and start begin dating. And I'm not saying that you're going to have these amazing, perfect beliefs by the time you end up going out there and dating, but it's important to at least begin the work because, again, limiting beliefs and limiting thought patterns are always going to be present, but by doing the work on a daily basis actually shifts your focus on creating what you want instead of focusing on what is not currently um, in your physical reality. And also what these questions do is they flip the script for you. Again, they're just going to get you focusing on what you want to create instead of being in a pattern of saying that there's no one left or saying that, you know, you never connect with someone or saying that all the good ones are taken. It actually gets you shifting into, okay, what is it that I want to create and how can I go about creating it? And lastly, in terms of setting achievable outcomes, it is so important to make sure that your outcomes are actually measurable. And the reason why is because you need to make sure that you are able to know when you have achieved these outcomes and this comes by being specific. If you have an outcome that you, you know, let's say you want to be happy, this is your outcome, that's great. It's a great outcome to have that you want to be happy, but the question that you need to ask yourself is how are you going to know when you've reached that outcome? How would you know if you're happy? and when we're really vague like this it can be very difficult to know okay wait how do i know when i'm happy what are the certain things that i have either done or have happened that are i to where i'm going to know that i'm happy and here's the key with this with with setting measurable outcomes um if you want to be happy, you need to, you need to choose a certain area of life that you want to be happy in. So let's keep on with the same example. We're just going to keep on with, you know, maybe your outcome is that you want to be happy in a relationship. So the questions you'd ask, how would you know that you're happy in a relationship? And we always take it back to our feelings. You're going to feel like you're supported. And then you can look at it, okay, what is this person going to do to make me feel supported? Or how will I know that I am supported? And then from there, you're going to find these specific things that this person may do to make you feel that way. And from there, we can also put a measurement on it um, as well. And it's going to sound something like this. I'm putting everything, all of these steps together and putting them into one very specific outcome for you. So here's the example. It is whatever date that you want this outcome to come by. So maybe it is August 31st, 2021. I am with the man slash woman of my dreams. I feel happy and secure. We have an amazing amount of intimacy, support for one another, and we actually make it a priority to go on dates every single week to spend quality time together and grow our relationship. And you can see how this one is so specific that you actually have specific things to look for in the future for you to know that you've achieved this goal. And in this case, you would look for, you know, maybe going on dates every week. And growing your your bond, um, or having a lot of intimacy, or or you know feeling the support that they give you. This is how you create measurable and tangible outcomes, because you need to have again our mind needs proof that this is possible and that this is an outcome that can be sustainable. When we're really vague with our goals and our outcomes, um, you know it makes it really difficult for us to stay true to them in the first place. And when you get specific about what you want and how to know when you've actually achieved it. It actually creates an action plan within your mind and within your life that you can stick to. So just to go over the steps one more time to summarize is that the first thing you need to do is be willing to step outside of your comfort zone. Everything that you desire right now that is not yet in your physical reality is outside of your comfort zone. So you need to be able to step outside of your comfort zone. The second thing is to figure out what you want, and we can use the law of polarity within this step to figure out what we want by focusing first on what we do not want. We can also use this question and this journal prompt, if the answer was yes, what would you ask for right now? And again, when we're figuring out what we want, we can also think about what scares us because we can use fear as a roadmap instead of a deterrent. Also, it's very important to set a date for your outcome. This is step two or step three. Um, And again, this doesn't have to be set in stone, but having a date is going to give you motivation and inspire you to make it a priority in your life. So the fourth step is um, figuring out how this goal is going to make you feel when you have achieved it. And again, this is important because it's going to help you step into the energy of it already being achieved, and it's going to make it come to you that much quicker. The fifth step is to figure out what baby steps are going to take you to this outcome and what baby steps are going to help you cultivate those types of feelings in your life. And again, the baby steps are how you quantum leap into your dream reality. And the sixth step is going to be who you need to become in order to achieve this outcome. And this again takes a lot of honesty and takes you look, taking a long, hard look at your current beliefs and your current habits that are holding you back from making this outcome your reality. And we also need to be willing to shift our perspective from what we have been creating, that is, what we don't want, into how it would feel if we did create what we did want. And lastly, it is important to make sure that your outcomes are measurable. And we do this by being specific. We do this by creating tangible elements of our outcome and really making sure that there are specific things that we can measure our outcome by. So I really hope that this episode resonated with you and this episode has been useful for you. Please, 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 as always, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and let me know. How you plan to continue with your outcomes and really continue to take the baby steps into achieving your outcomes and how you're going to feel about achieving your outcomes. And continue to work really hard on stepping into the energy of already achieving your outcomes because I know that you're capable of it. You are absolutely capable of achieving anything that you want in your lifetime and I will always, always, always be here to cheer you on. So thank you so much and I will look forward to seeing you tune in on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Blissing Out podcast. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear about it. Please leave a review below about something you learned. Hit subscribe. And as always, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Blissing Out blog. I look forward to your next time tuning in. Spread light.